Hello Sunshines, my name is Jana. And I'm Keith, and this is Hello, hello Sunshine. Sunshine. So, hello Keith. Jana. <laughs> we are two friends who have decided to start a podcast about mental health awareness, and that's what this is. And it's our first official episode, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. This was an idea I had for almost a year now, well, at the time of recording this episode, and... It was just a subject that I didn't feel like I could touch upon on my own. So I'm glad I have a friend that who I talk to about the podcast and she's just like, hey, uh, how would you want partner in crime for this? I'm just like, well, perfect. Literally, Let's go for it. <laughs> literally me taking advantage of your idea. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, it all started with a school project. And it started I... with the idea almost a year ago and I just dabbled with it for the for the school projects because I had to work, make a podcast. I'm like, you know what? This is a way I could play around with the idea. Totes my goats. What are you going to school for, Keith? Well, I'm going for school. I'm trying to get a master's in communication and media right now. Cool beans. Cool beans. What are you doing? If we're, if we're getting personal like this. <laughs> if we're getting personal. Um, well, I am going back to school for a master's in music therapy. Quinkadinkly. That's kind of related to the topic that we're going to discuss for our first official episode, which is... Music. And its connections to mental health. And this is something I'm excited about. Another podcast I work on beyond this, my first podcast baby, as you will, is the Dime Store Jukebox. And I usually talk to musicians about their music and music that they really love and just more than that. So that being said, this is the sort of topic that I love that we're discussing, and I feel for mental health. I mean, as we're going to, we might dive into heavier topics in later episodes. This is a good way to kick things off for the audience, I feel. For sure. It's a little bit, it's like an appetizer. It's, it's, it's light, it's dainty. You know, we don't want to start off with something, you know, horribly depressing right off the bat. We'll have plenty of time to get depressing. But with that being said, uh, with today's topic, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different angles when it comes to music and how it's related to mental health, such as why we use music as a tool to make us feel better, uh, why we use it as a healing tool. We'll also be talking about lyrics. We'll be talking about the artists who wrote certain songs and why they wrote them, how that's related to mental health. So I'm excited to dive right in. So is there anything you want to dive into first? Uh, sure. Actually, before we get into things, it's also important to note out that the two of us are not mental health professionals. Not at all. We are both people who seek treatment. We have therapists. We take medication. But we are not certified psychologists, psychiatrists, or mental health professionals at all. I'm currently in grad school to become one, but I'm not there yet. We only are uh, one year down. So until I get my certification as a music therapist, we are just talking from experience and just our own personal opinions. Yeah. So take everything with a grain of salt, but what we hope to get out of this show as a whole beyond this episode is just simply starting a conversation and expanding upon what's already been discussed. Absolutely. Okay, with all of that out of the way now, yes. is there any music that you want to touch upon first? Why, yes, I do. Like I said earlier, I'm a music therapy grad student, but I started out in my uh, undergrad as a music ed teacher. I am a musician. I'm a music teacher, a vocalist, 
do theater. I've been a huge theater geek for a really long time and pause the groans, but I would like to talk a little musical theater uh, just because a really, really big proponent into my mental health journey as a whole is the musical Next to Normal, composed by Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie. It was only on Broadway for a couple of years. I discovered it when I was in middle school, which was a few years after it had closed. So I like just missed it. However, I don't know exactly how I fell upon it, but this musical is literally all about mental health, the storyline, the music. And I discovered it during a time where I felt very alone, as I think a lot of people with mental health feel alone because mental health issues can be very isolating. And so finding this kind of like little nugget of understanding, it, it was so cool to just hear music and lyrics that I resonated with so much because, you know, at the time I didn't, I was really young and I didn't have much to reference. And I didn't feel like there was much in terms of like things in social media at the time or on TV that I could connect with so much. So, yeah. (laughs) I feel like music is a very tangible in a way thing for people to connect with for any mental state especially in times you're coming of age. I mean, those artists that you grow attached to at like 15, 16 years old, that's what you connect to the most pretty much throughout the rest of your life, so they say. So a lot of what you get from that music is I feel the sort of thing that you're trying to look for in terms of your own well-being. What could you connect to in the songs or the sound or whatever is trying to be conveyed? Right. I mean, for me personally, um, just to give a little background of the musical, the reason why I connected to it so much, um, the main character, her name's Diana, and Diana is somebody who suffers from uh, manic depression or bipolar disorder, Um, and the whole show is pretty much about her mental health journey and the effect that her mental health issues had on um, her family. So for somebody like me who didn't have much in terms of, I didn't have the words to really describe what I was going through when I did start to show signs of uh, anxiety and depression, this musical said the words I couldn't say. It said the words that I didn't know how to say. So to me, the entire show, every song, has some kind of symbolism and meaning to me personally. The songs that stood out to me were I Dreamed to Dance and So Anyway. Right. As I feel like those issues, I mean, I know the issues in the musical are like very particular. I feel like these two songs connect to people in a very broad sense. Oh, absolutely. For mental health in terms of these songs touch upon an individual going through trauma. Trauma, and yeah. And holding on to that trauma. And grief. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of the time... What people don't know is that trauma really changes your brain structure. It changes so much and it affects us so much. And something I've been learning about in school is um, there's a psychodynamic approach to things. So understanding all the unconscious things we do as people, like why do we, why do I always have to eat the crust first on my pizza? Well, maybe because that's what my parents did when we would eat pizza. So that's how I eat pizza. 
that's just like a, a simpler, uh, maybe more uh, tangible example of the psychodynamic approach to why do we as humans do what we do? And a lot of why we do what we do is based on traumas or things that have happened to us in our past that kind of start to sneak up on us later in the form of sometimes mental health issues like anxieties, depression, things of that nature. So in songs like I Dreamed Dance, Diana I think was already predisposed to mental illness. Uh, bipolar disorder is a genetic illness, so it can be passed down from from family members. Uh, however, she went through a traumatic death in her life of a child. And in the show, the son that she lost is played by somebody. Um, his name is Gabriel, Gabe. And Gabe is very much alive to her and is almost like a hallucination to her and something that she goes into for comfort a lot. So I Dream to Dance is literally her amongst all the therapy and the meds and everything, the rigmarole that she's going through. It's like this moment of solace in the show where she's able to really um, enjoy being with her son. So I think that's very touching because I think we can all imagine somebody that we've lost in our lives and dreaming about them, thinking about them, hoping for like that last dance, you know, to be with them. And, and then so anyway, after all the drama that we go through in the show, at the end, Diana kind of comes to the conclusion of I, I'm just going to keep hurting the people that I love. So I need to go. And a lot of people might look at it as like a coward's way out, like just leaving. But it's so much, it's so much more than that. She's like, I can now see what I'm doing to you and it's not okay and it's not fair to you. So I need to go so that you can live your lives and I can go figure my stuff out without hurting anybody in the process. Which, to be honest, is like setting a pretty intense but I think important boundary. But it's it's just sad because her family is stuck by her. She was just kind of too far gone at that point. So there's like a lot of sadness to it, but a lot of like beauty in the fact that she finally found peace within herself to and clarity to move on, which I'm sure a lot of us can relate to as well. As you that. said, I mean, some people might think of it the coward's way out, but it's really not. Anyway, uh, when we were going over potential songs we wanted to discuss, a song that I take to heart a lot is a song from the Gaslight Anthem, handwritten off their 2012 album, Handwritten. And while it's a song that it really doesn't touch upon mental illness at all, I can't help in this particular conversation frame it in a way that it could because even looking at some of the, the first few lyrics, pull it out, turn it up, what's your favorite song? That's mine, I've been crying to it since I was young. I know there's someone out there feeling just like I feel. I know they're waiting, waiting up, I know they're waiting to heal. And I've been holding my breath. Are you holding your breath? Just, it's very much pointing out that, yeah, there are people out there that feel the same things as you do. It's so easy with mental illness and whatnot to feel alone with your struggles and disconnected from everyone else. And I mean, it's funny, not haha funny, but I mean, it's funny how people all feel lonely. Yes. Especially nowadays. Yes. And this. <laughs> But everyone's connected by this same loneliness that they don't share with each other, if that makes sense at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. It's like people, I mean, listen, we need to focus more on what connects us as humans and not what divides us. Because 
everybody gets sad. Everybody gets worried. Everybody deals with family and drugs and money and unemployment. And I mean, obviously during right now with COVID-19, I know some people wouldn't call it a unifying experience, but being quarantined for three months and knowing that everybody is going through that, it's not just your town, it's like the world. As scary as it is, you know that you're not the only person going through this. I completely agree with that. But I guess to sum things up, I mean, it's hard to, again, it's hard to pinpoint how, oh, this song really connects to uh, mental illness, but it's a song that I guess makes me feel grounded, makes me feel connected to other people. Right. Like, I, I, there's a whole bunch of people in this community fandom that I know of that just like, they keep me sane. I love seeing them at shows because I know this is something we're all connected by. Right. And I, that's something important to keep in mind for anyone in whatever situation, whatever group or whatever issues you share, whether they're tangible or not. I also think of it too, music, it doesn't necessarily have to be so literal. Like, I mean, obviously next to normal, very literal, because it's literally about being next to normal. And it talks about mental health very candidly. Whereas like some music is not necessarily, it has probably nothing to do with mental health or the person who wrote it has, you know, no experience with mental health issues. However, maybe during a depressive episode or when you're angry or sad or maybe even really, really happy or manic or whatever, Music is something that you can, I know a lot of people use to soothe themselves. So we're not saying, you know, that's, you know, we're only talking today about music that is about mental health. But I mean, I know that we created a playlist based on songs that I would relate to our mental health issues. However, some of this music is also stuff that I've listened to during some really hard times that I felt like were able to say things that I couldn't verbalize. And Sometimes music just makes you feel good when you're not feeling your best, which is kind of why I'm going into music therapy, question mark, (laughs) because I see how much music impacts people because I know it's impacted my life in a major way. Listen, I'm not going into music therapy on my end, but what's so funny about that? (laughs) Because I've given you like two sessions worth of free music therapy sessions. Actually, you have. I mean, but that's a whole other thing on its own. True. But I mean, music's something that has kept me grounded and connected and made me feel a little less alone. If you knew me back in high school, I mean, the only music that... I feel like I was defined by Bruce Springsteen, but that was my comfort. I was like typical Jersey boy. Typical. (laughs) Typical Jersey boy. Actually, one of the songs I wanted to discuss was a Bruce song. Which is so funny. It actually inspired the name of the podcast. It did. Hello, Sunshine. Exactly. It's a song off of his 2019 album, Western Stars, which took a more country route, actually. But not like Yeehaw, but more of your Glen Campbell style. Yeehaw. Just more of a throwback like that. But uh, even before talking about the song, I feel like it's open enough now, more so in the past decade, that Bruce has struggled with depression. He's someone that goes to therapy. I don't want to like spread any like misinformation, but I'm pretty sure he's on medication as well. The song Hello Sunshine really touches upon depression, but in a moment of feeling happy 
just going through a couple of the different verses. I'm I'm mostly going to look at the first and third, but I mean, even though I feel all of them hit home, the first verse had enough of heartbreak and pain, had a little sweet spot for the rain, for the rain and skies of gray. Hello, sunshine, won't you stay? With that right there, I mean, Jana, what do you what what do you make out of that? I mean, to me, it's almost like he's taking control. Like, he's like, you know what? Yeah, life's been crappy, but there are good things like the sunshine to look forward to. And, you know, he's kind of looking. I think he's discussing, like, the silver lining within his depression um, and taking control of it and saying, yeah, life can suck sometimes, but, like, there's still, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that's a really important reminder to remind people because, like, no, no feeling is final. Mm-hmm. It may feel that way in the moment when you're feeling really awful or sad or scared, but you will make it to the other side. And going beyond that, what I personally get from this, especially uh, the second two lines, had a little sweet spot for the rain, for the rain and skies of gray. It really looks at depression, how you hold on to it and a level of comfort you feel from it. Oh, yeah. I also want to make a side note about depression. You don't necessarily have to go through some terrible traumatic experience to be depressed or to have anxiety. Sometimes it's literally down to like neuroscience and the chemicals in your brain. And sometimes you just don't produce enough of the chemicals that we need in our brains to keep our mood stable. There is no straight line in life in general, but especially with mental illness too. And I love that someone as significant as Bruce Springsteen is talking about it. And that's what I think celebrities should do is they should use their privilege as a platform to talk about these things so that, like you said, people don't feel as alone and people don't think like, oh, well, celebrities' lives are amazing. Like, and mm, I feel like that. Not always. And going back to like feeling alone or lonely that touches upon the third verse i also wanted to mention just briefly like you know i always loved a lonely town those empty streets no one around you fall in love you fall in love with lonely you end up that way then again hello sunshine won't you stay it goes back to that level of comfort i mentioned before in the first line you get so comfortable sometimes people just accept their depression and to a degree i mean we don't have to go into it but being comfortable and accepting your mental illness is one thing but just being engulfed and having false comfort by it that's a whole other thing and i feel like that's something that this song really touches upon which i admire yeah i mean i know for me i'm a pretty i think most of my friends and the people that i hang around would be like Jana's very silly and funny and all over the place and blah. But um, secretly, as much as I would like to say that I am a, um, what is it, an outrovert? Extrovert? <laughs> extrovert, oh my God, an extrovert. You're getting there. Thank you. Um, I'm mentally ill, remember? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> outrovert, Jesus Christ. But um, I, a lot of people would describe me as an extrovert. and But what a lot of people don't know I have a lot of introvert uh, type quirks just because I get really exhausted being in big groups of people, um, especially because I love, you know, being around people. But there's also a really big part of me that I do accrue to my depression as like I need to be alone. 
Um, I need to do things that make me feel good. Um, And what that looks like, at least for me personally, is I like to be in a dark room and I'm a burrito in my bed covers and I like to play on my phone or I like to draw. But I but I need that. I need that time to decompress and to be by myself. But sometimes we can overindulge in that. And that's when, you know, I almost like to think of if anybody out there has seen Big Mouth, um, the show on Netflix. Ah, yes. There is a character, and I think the second season, called Depression Kitty. And um, she is like, you know, very, you know, she's very like warm and cuddly and she just wants you to stay in bed all day and, you know, don't leave, don't go. And sometimes that's what depression is, is it's like almost like an anchor to your leg. So some days... It's easy to just be like, all right, time to be a person again. But then there's other times where it's like, it's like that voice, that depression kitty in my head that's like, no, stay. You're safe here. No one's going to hurt you here. You know that. Like, you're so tired. Aren't you tired? And that's literally sometimes what it feels like, you know, because mental health and mental illnesses, it's exhausting. Because you expend so much energy either trying to appear normal to other people or just try to stay sane. <laughs> it's tiring. Sometimes you just want to sleep and avoid. And I don't blame people for um, really like digging into that, I guess, because I mean, I've done it. Like it's easier to isolate and stick to myself because I can control that. So going back to what Bruce Springsteen is doing is he's doing what a lot of music artists I feel like are more comfortable doing, which is opening up about their own struggles and sharing that through the platform of music. One of the songs that you shared was the Demi Lovato song. Uh, Yeah. So I decided to put Demi Lovato's song, um, Anyone, on our little shared playlist to talk about today because they obviously have been through so much in the last couple of years. I can't even fathom how they dealt with going through something like an overdose and recovery on such a public broadcasted stage and then to come back and still be in the limelight. I really look up to them in so many different ways. Um, The song that I chose was Anyone, which is a song that I think that they sang for um, MTV Music Awards, I want to say maybe 2020 or 2019, um, very soon after they came back out of their hiatus from recovering. And um, the song is called Anyone. And I just wanted to read some of the lyrics to you now. But before I do, if you watch a video of this performance, they start singing and then all of a sudden get choked up and stop. You think for a second that Demi is, is going to be like, all right, I can't, I can't do this. But then you hear the crowd of people in the audience like encouraging her to keep going. They're bawling their eyes out the entire time. But that's how you know that that song means something. It's it's not just words like it's more than just the words. But I would like to share the words, which are I tried to talk to my piano. I tried to talk to my guitar, talked to my imagination, confided into alcohol I tried and tried and tried some more, told secrets till my voice was sore, tired of empty conversation because no one hears me anymore. A hundred million stories and a hundred million songs. I feel stupid when I sing. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening. And one of the most jarring lines 
for me in the song is when they sang, um, anyone, please send me anyone. Lord, is there anyone? I need someone. And that's repeated a lot. Um, and that's just like the whole premise of, of the song, which is, is there anybody out there? Like, like when you're struggling and you're really in it, sometimes you just, you just want someone to come in and make it better. You just want a fairy godmother to come in and like hit you with a wand and, and make it all better. And, um, cause it is hard to reach out to people. It's hard to bring people, it's hard to be vulnerable with people and to let them in on what's truly going on. Obviously for them, they were dealing with a lot of demons like addiction, sobriety, anxiety, depression, eating disorders. I mean, Demi Lovato has always been a spokesperson for mental health awareness, which I think is important to mention that we're all human. And just because, you know, they were in recovery for however long, like people relapse, people have to start over again and that's okay. Like it's, you're not a bad person because you had a moment of weakness. That's, that's just life. Like life isn't linear, you know? And you're at the starting point once you can do it again. Absolutely. And don't make yourself feel bad if, if you got to start over. I mean, what's the little train, the little book? Like, I think I can, I think the little train that could, the little train that could, we are all the little, we are all little trains. Okay. And we're all doing the damn best we can. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta get back up on the horse or the train track, and do things again and again and again. I think there's again. a difference between a train and a horse. You're making me really anxious right now <laughs> with that comment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This makes me actually want to jump into positive songs, getting out of ruts, building yourself back up. Because while there's a lot of songs that really touch upon feeling down and out or depressed or anxious... There's a lot of songs out there that are just let, that serve to be wake up calls or also remind you that you're not alone. Or songs that in which writers were trying to put themselves into a better position. Yeah. An example of what Keith just mentioned, a more positive song that I feel like a lot of people going through mental health issues could relate to is Lobby Sifra's song, My Song. Funny story, uh, one of the new friends that I've made in grad school was having a really bad day and coinkadinkly, we were also talking about, you know, song lyric analysis and songwriting and improvisation and using those as techniques to use in therapeutic sessions with, with clients. And the discussion started with my teacher wanted us to share songs that we felt attached to or maybe we were listening to at the moment that was really helping us get through whatever we were dealing with. And so this new friend that I had made was having a bad day and a friend of his made him a Spotify playlist. And this song was like at the top of the playlist and he played it for the class. And I feel like I'd heard it before. It had that kind of nostalgic feel to it, but I don't think I ever really knew who it was by or what the words were. And it's such a gem of a song. Um, it's very positive and it's very like, I want to say reiterates how you need to stay true to you. So I'm just going to give some of the lyrics um, as an example. This is my song and no one can take it away. It's been so long, but now you're here, here to stay. 
And I wonder if you know what it means to find your dreams come true. That's the first verse. And I want to say the third, yes, the third verse goes, I may not always sing in tune, and sometimes you don't hear me, but you don't have to be near me to know that I'm singing. This is my song. A lot of the time in music, the same lines are spoke, just like in literature, are spoken over and over again because they are significant. And obviously the writer is trying to either put the listener or the reader to focus on that line. And I interpret this song as, you know, this is, this is my song. This is my life. And this is how I want my life to be. And you can't take that away. You know, I think that's such a positive message. This song isn't necessarily about mental health, but I feel like you could take it into the context of like, I'm going to stay true to me. I'm going to do me and, you know, sing my song out of tune. And what's it to you? (laughs) Well, you're just saying there a little bit reminds me of a song that I recommended to talk about as well. And you said that you've been listening to it, which made me obsessed with it. Yeah. uh Wildflowers by Tom Petty. So good. Which the message is different in which it's not being like, hey, be true to yourself, boo. But more (laughs) so, Tom Petty is painting a picture of an ideal place or mindset to be in. Like, you belong among the wildflowers. You belong in a boat at sea. Sail away. Kill off the hours. You belong somewhere you you feel free. Just being zen away from everything else, which I feel like at the core, that's how everyone wants to feel at the end of the day. That's what we're all searching for. That's what we're all searching. And I have, I'm actually holding a book, a petty biography by Warren Zanes, just so I could go back to this tidbit. And... Wildflowers came off the Wildflowers album back in the 90s, and Petty, in his own eyes, saw this as a divorce record. So this is another song that necessarily doesn't revolve around mental health, but I mean, you could touch upon it. I found it interesting, uh, just quoting from the book, after Petty's therapist heard the song Wildflowers, he asked who the singer was addressing. I told him I wasn't sure, Petty says. And then he said... I know, the song is about you. That's you singing to yourself about what you need to hear. It kind of knocked me back. I realized he was right. It was me singing to me, which is what I found really interesting. And this part of the book really stuck out to me, not even a paragraph of words, because at the core, this is, as we were just saying, this is kind of how everyone wants to feel. Yeah. Whether you're, whether it's a conscious thought or subconscious thought. Right. I think at the end of the day, like anybody, we're all searching for happiness and you can find happiness in a bunch of different places. You can find it in a partner, in another person. You can find it in a career. You could find it in a hobby. You know, we're all searching for happiness or at least contentment with our lives and Obviously, life is not that easy. Life kind of, you know, sucks sometimes. So I think especially for people who have mental health issues, it's like it's even harder for them to attain that equilibrium of just feeling okay. Kind of bringing it back to next to normal, as I was driving here to record today, I was listening to the album, and there was a part that I forgot about. It's from the song My Psychopharmacologist and I. 
And it's Diana talking with her psychiatrist, trying to figure out medication and like finding um, what works best for her. And, you know, every few weeks she goes in and she has a new symptom. And it's like, my anxiety's down, but I'm nauseous, I'm constipated, and I've gained 10 pounds, which just isn't fair, (laughs) which is really funny. And then after a few weeks, he goes, how do you feel now? And she goes, I don't feel anything. And then the psychiatrist goes, patient is stable. And like, you sit there and you think, oh my God, like, but she's numb. She feels nothing. But it's better than the alternative of like feeling everything. Um, I think it's good to have, you don't ever want to be numb, but you want to find that balance of, you know, like it's like a chronic illness. Like, you know, you're going to have really good days and you're not going to have so great, like such great days. And we have to get used to the ebb and flow of life that it goes back and forth. But that doesn't mean that life is terrible in general, but I think we all want to find some kind of like, like, okay, I can live with this. This is good. (laughs) You know, like this person I'm dating is they're adequate. (laughs) I don't, I don't hate them too much. You know, this house is nice. This career is okay. Like, I think we all want that. Um, and for people who are depressed and anxious, we we feel undeserving of that or we feel like it's unattainable because we have maybe more roadblocks, like mental roadblocks than, you know, the neurotypical person who, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should end off this podcast episode with songs that really, in a way, pump us up like anthems for people to really get in the right headspace. Now, one song that I loved that you suggested on your end, which was new to me, was a song called Soldier, which I really dug. I mean, you you can get into it first. Yeah. So this song's really cool. Uh, If anybody out there enjoys the TV show RuPaul's Drag Race, you might know this person, uh, one of my favorite drag queens and just people in general, uh, Trixie Mattel, uh, or uh, her birth name, which is Brian Furcus, is a pretty unique entertainer because she writes her own folk music. And I've always been such like a huge, huge fan um, of her. And she does a series on YouTube called, uh, don't ask me how to spell it. It's like U N H H A J J J J J J H. And uh, does it with another drag queen named uh, Katya uh, Zamolochikova, whose name is also Brian, Brian McCook. Um, it's just this really funny, silly show that they do together. They're best friends in real life and co-workers, obviously. Um, and Katya, or Brian uh, McCook, had been dealing with uh, issues with sobriety and had relapsed. And after the relapse, uh, Trixie decided to write this song, Soldier, as an homage to her friend. Um, kind of just talking about... Soldier, take your time. No one said the words, I'll have to rhyme. And if they do, it's fine. And even if they don't, no one needs to know. Soldier, you got to let things go. And I think people who deal with mental illness, we are soldiers, okay? Like, there's that really cheesy expression, we're not warriors, we're warriors, okay? Like, (laughs) it's just so cheesy. But I say it all the time because it's true. Like, we expend more energy than the normal person, just trying to be human and <laughs> keep ourselves happy and alive. Um, and I think what Trixie's really trying to say is like, 
you know, things don't have to look a certain way. There's no correct way to deal with recovery or, you know, mental health. Like everybody has their own way of doing things. They don't all have to rhyme. And, um, and the last thing I just want to say about this song is that we've got time to grow. I think that's so important too. Like we're, we're always changing, improving, progressing through life. Like I always think that sometimes when bad things happen, it's like the world stops spinning, but it really, it doesn't. And also people feel like that they have to be in a rush or that they have limited time to quote unquote fix themselves. Okay. First of all, no one's saying that you have to fix yourself. You are who you are. I mean, you're not broken, you're not so broken. You, you don't need to be fixed. You're not broken. Work with what you got. Exactly. Just like fine tune. But also, I mean, going back to what I was saying in terms of like the time people put on themselves, there is no time limit. Take the time you need to work on yourself or really hone in on what you want to get out of life or how you intend to operate and convey yourself. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. I feel- <laughs> you go. No, you go. You go. No, I wasn't gonna. I was. I was. You go. I guess to finish things off before we sign off, a song that really gets me pumped that I feel to be an anthem to get me back on my feet if I am feeling like really down or depressed is "Get Better" by Frank Turner. Oh, I love that song. That song is so good. That's a jam. That is a jam. That's that is a, a jam. That is a bop. That is a banger. Just simply going through the chorus of the song, because I feel like every lyric really hits home and trying to climb back up to a better place that you want to be mentally. I'm trying to get better because I haven't been my best. She took a plain black marker, started writing on my chest. She drew a line across the middle of my broken heart and said, come on now, let's fix this mess. We can get better because we're not dead yet. Yeah. Which also goes back to like, hey, I mean, you're still around. Don't like, you have all the time you have until you're actually down and out. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make a morbid spin, but I'm just saying like- Make the most you're out still of this bring, life. Make the most out of it. Just the chorus alone, I feel like there's so much that can be said about it. I can't help but think of- symbols and or tattoos people put on themselves with the plain black marker as that's what a lot of these symbols are i mean that's what a lot of these tattoos are they're symbols to set reminders of okay what is it that i want out of life and in a way even though it's just a marker in the song that's kind of what's coming across like screw that broken heart it's something that you can get past and we can get through it together right you are more than your struggles you, you are not your struggles, like you are you. And that's such an important message to, to, to share, especially today. Just, you know, just listen. Life sucks, but it doesn't always suck. It doesn't always have to suck. Like anything, like the ocean, it ebbs and flows. But life should be about living and improving yourself. And, you know, don't worry about what other people think. Take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and know that you're not alone and that nobody's journey is identical. It's okay to be different. It's okay to do things in a different order than somebody else. There is no wrong answer. 
so I guess as a way to wrap things up, tie it in a nice bow, um, a goal of ours for this podcast at the end of every episode and uh, in the description of all of our social medias, we will be putting out different resources that people can use. Uh, one that I've personally used myself is Psychology Today, which is a website that you can look and find therapists or psychologists or psychiatrists in your area um, that cover your insurance. And there's good articles on that too, right? I've, oh, it's a magazine. Yeah, yeah it's no. Mag- it's a magazine and uh, all about psychology, mental health awareness. It's it's a great website and a it, great tool. To better educate yourself because, again, we are not professionals. Uh, yeah. Which is why we're providing these other resources. Exactly. Because, like, don't listen to us. Listen to real real people. No, I mean, listen to us. Again, we're listen trying to, to have a conversation. <laughs> this, is so con- we're, this is so conflicting. Listen to us, but... Don't take our word for it. Take it from a person with a doctorate and a PhD. Also, uh, and two other resources, if you or somebody else that you know is dealing with a crisis such as uh, suicide or suicidal ideation, there are two sources, uh, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you're a little too freaked out about calling somebody on the phone, calling a hotline, uh, there's this great thing called Crisis Text Line. You can text the word REASON, R-E-A-S-O-N, to the number 741741. It's free, it's confidential, and it's 24-7. All you got to do is text and you'll get in touch with somebody who can help you. Everyone listening, thanks for sticking around for this first episode of Hello Sunshine. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon about a bunch of different topics that we're super excited to talk about. And please keep a lookout for information on our social medias across Facebook, Instagram, and all that fun stuff. So things may not always be easy, but try to stay on the bright side. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.